Hello, and welcome to Collisions YYC, Follow the Money, Investing with Purpose. I'm your host, Tyler Chisholm. Quite excited on the show today, as well, as I, as I often am. As I've gone down the road to follow the money, I've had the privilege and the opportunity to have so many interesting conversations with investors, influencers, thought leaders in our city, as well as the companies that are being invested in. And there's a lot of terms get thrown around. And I was recently having a conversation with a friend of mine who's who's who's, who's waiting patiently in the, in the wings right now about some of the dynamics around what it is to put together a seed and a pre-seed style fund, what's involved, what it takes to get there. So I said, you know what? Hey, this sounds like a great opportunity to have my good friend Wilson Acton on the show to really walk through what's involved as he goes through the early stages of building a pre-seed and seed round fund. Welcome to the show, Wilson. Thanks, Tyler. Glad to be here. Thanks for coming on. We've been on before. We've talked about ag. We've talked about innovation. We've talked about tech in our ecosystem in Calgary. And I'm really excited to you know, one, get into this a little bit, because I know this is a journey that, that you've been on as someone who's been involved in a lot of startups and a lot of growth companies over the years. So maybe give like, give the audience a little bit of a, of a, of a, of a prequel in terms of, you know, what got us to today. And then let's dive into this, uh, this fund that you're putting together. Uh, sure. Yeah. You know, happy to do so. So, you know, my background's originally agriculture, um, fifth generation farmer from the Saskatchewan uh, prairies, a grain farmer on my father's side around Moose Jaw, which is where I grew up. And cattle ranchers were on my mother's side, um, you know, back back all the way to the sod, the sod hut. In fact, when I was still ranching, um, you know, that country, you know, the sod, the sod hut was actually still there. I, I remember when we pushed it over because um, it was getting a little bit wore down. So, um, you know, that's my, my you know, kind of, uh, origin and then after a number of left turns in life I ended up being an M&A and, and corporate finance um, lawyer as a partner with one of the big firms um, in Canada and and uh, and then got back to my entrepreneurial roots um, which is re- really where I started to cross over with with technology and um, you know since since then since leaving leaving the practice of law and, and getting into the entrepreneurial side I've now been uh, you know fortunate enough to be on the co-founding team of four different technology companies over a host of things from fintech to ag tech, um, even in the, even dabbled into the crypto space and 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 some other things, um, and and now kind of on the next the next chapter, I've started working with a bunch of um, fantastic companies that are you know doing some pretty cool stuff, uh, all in the technology space, some in software, some um, you know a little bit more kind of um, industrial process kind of kind of stuff. And, um, and, you know, I joke scar tissue rental, right? Each, each experience creates a little bit of scar tissue and, <laughs> and how I can lend that, which um, has then evolved into, well, hey, you know, how can we support this ecosystem, um, you know, better? Um, how can we grow more champions um, right here at home? And, and when I talk about at home, I, I mean, you know, basically Western Canada. Okay. Um, I consider Saskatchewan and Alberta to be almost one and the same. And, um, uh, you know, how, how we can kind of have an influence on that. How can I give back to the community um, and, you know, really make things spin? So bringing some, thank you for that. And kind of, kind of paints the picture of the, okay, so now we've got to today. <laughs> when you think about these companies that you're dealing with, uh, again, I'm gonna, we'll draw some, uh, these are all at fairly early stage. And we're going to do some defining here and kind of get some parameters. Because again, buzz, buzzword bingo is exists very plentifully yeah. in this space as well. So these are all very early stage companies that are, you know, pre-revenue, pre-product, pre-product market fit, or are they kind of verging on like, yeah, we think we've got an idea, we need some funding. Describe a little bit about the kind of companies, and certainly now when you start thinking about actually building a fund, 
who is your, who's your target persona in terms of these are the companies where I think we can have the biggest impact and also maybe also where the biggest need is. Yeah. It's, um, first off, I've been involved in kind of across a bunch of different stages and, and you're right. You know, we could call them whatever alphabet soup we want, but you know, some are, are you know, me- meaningful annual revenue established businesses doing their thing and, and looking to try and figure out what the next, um, you know, stage of life, what the next phase looks like for them. Um, sometimes I get involved because they're looking at major um, merger or acquisition type transactions, which I've got a lot of background in um, and, and kind of how we can think about strategy. Others are, you know, they're still, they're an idea on the back of a napkin. Okay. And it's okay, now, now how do we turn this into a business? And so it's kind of everywhere across that spectrum um, is where I've been involved. But what I have noticed is, um, you know, a clustering for sure around that earlier stage, um, somewhere between idea on napkin and and really starting to ramp up revenue, meaning you've kind of got a repeatable formula um, of what your product is, who your customer is. You're pretty good at executing on it. And now it's just kind of, you know, put your foot on the gas. And that typically, um, you know, in the jargon is, is kind of around series A would be that, you know, you found your fit and it's time to accelerate. Okay. So let's back up before, you know, series A and you get into friends and family, angel, pre-seed, seed. Am I, is there a risk I'm kind of saying the same thing or one could easily be mistaken for the other, or is it easy to put those into, into, into buckets when it comes to like speaking it from an investor's perspective? I, I think today we can put them into buckets. The trouble is the buckets are pretty fluid. Um, okay. And so maybe two <laughs> okay. months from now, the buckets might have changed. Okay. Um, you know, I heard someone the other day tell me that they were getting ready to raise a, a I think it was a post-seed pre-A or a seed prime or I don't know. It was a whole other bucket I'd never even heard of. Okay. Um, but, the you know, the point is, is I, I think you still can, you know, define them out. You know, typically the kind of typical arc is, Hey, I've got a harebrained idea that I think is going to take over the world, and so friend, you know, friends, family, and fools, um, you know, is often kind of the joke. And you know, these are people that are that are you know investing in you. You've got a crazy idea. Um, they might also think you're crazy, but they're still going to back you. Um, you know, it's it's a small check. Lots of people at that stage think of them almost as charitable donations, right? Like this might win um, and be awesome, but they're not really. You know, you're not putting your retirement on it, and okay. so. You know, those typically that's your your mom, your aunt, and your uncle, you know, your neighbor, kind of close, close family. That's, you know, and that's really a listen, you got an idea and it almost doesn't matter what the idea is. Yeah, it, it's more about the individual than it is about anything else is what I'm yeah. hearing loud and clear. That's right. Okay. So that friends, yeah. families, fools, the three F's. I like that. That's, that's right. And then, you know, and then you spool up from there. The typical arc, and then of course, whatever everyone's journey is a bit different. Typical, and it's typical in itself angels. is a subjective word. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Then you start getting into angels. Um, okay, it's a little bit bigger. These are probably made by way of introductions, maybe some pitch competitions. You've kind of crystallized a little bit of what it is you're actually doing. Um, the ideas at least come off a napkin and into a slide deck. Um, you know, you've started to do a little bit more. And, and these are, you know, typically an angel is a high net worth individual, um, but not exclusively, you know, it may just be someone that's allocated some money and likes to play around in the space. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and, and they too are looking at often ways that they can contribute, you know, the, 
the ecosystem or the community or whatever has been good to them. They want to give back. So this isn't and just, so this is about money at that stage, but it's also about involvement, participation. You're bringing some yeah. knowledge, you're bringing your, your network to the table. It's, it, that's a very involved right. phase from what I understand. That's or right. It can, it can often, be. exactly. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and but, not exclusively, but often. And what's the number? And is this 50,000, 100, 250? Like, is there kind of a range that you typically see played here? Yeah, typically it depends on the individual, yeah. but but like sub sub hundred thousand dollar checks. Okay, um, it's common. Um, Again, we're we're, we're yeah, giving we're giving parameters. There's an outlier in every in every yeah. category for sure. Totally. Like I've been told that I that the I'm probably gonna get it wrong, but the like the average angel investment is like sub ten thousand when you average it across the. Oh, interesting. People, like okay, so 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 yeah. maybe a lot, but maybe a lot of small checks, like quite small checks. Yeah, that's right. Hmm. But you'll get you know different people in different circumstances with different level of conviction and so your checks might grow but they're okay. still going to be you know re re small on the relative scale okay no um, that, i appreciate it we're we're, yeah. we're trying to create some guardrails just for for the sake of the conversation and then right. and then you move from angel is that when you go into pre-seed and then seed yeah exactly so for a long time you went angel right into seed and then pre-seed got started and there's a couple of reasons about you know for that which we'll probably get into later about where the stages start to blend and it's well, there's always a reason so was it a reason that they're just there was there was like what was the pain that caused the thing right there's always something that someone got oh this isn't working oh i've got a solution how about pre-seed <laughs> you know i just love exactly. i love the thought around the table someone's like what about just before seed you mean pre-seed that's it you nailed it that's perfect right. <laughs> i love how these step. things come to, live, come to life yeah yeah sometimes it started with well we didn't quite make the progress we were hoping to in order to raise our seeds, we need a little bit more uh, cash okay, to okay. kind of keep so the wheel going. Could have been an angels plus or or a pre seed, but we're what we're heading That's towards right. seed is what it's implying. We're moving yeah, forward. We're in our journey. Seed. Yeah, we're making progress. I'm a marketer. We're not back yeah, there. I'm making. We're not going backwards. We're going yeah. forwards. <laughs> That's right. It's always a game. Okay. Always moving forward. Yes. And so, so then you'll get into a pre seed, uh, you know, or a seed kind of round, and and now you're starting to get a little again, like each each time. The circle that you're pulling capital out of is getting a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. Um, you know, often in here, we'll start to talk about different types of fundraising instruments. And so some people will talk about convertible notes or, or safe notes and different things. And this is just, you know, in the world of security, it's just another security. And so like a convertible note is like an IOU, right? It's a, it's a promise. That I'm going to repay. It's debt. You're giving instead of giving them equity, you're giving them debt. debt. And often that's because it's like, listen, how are we going to value this thing? Like, we you've made some progress. We'll acknowledge that. You're something's happening here. We get that. But there's not enough data to kind of call it that it's three million, four million, eight million. I don't know. Um, so let's try and punt the valuation conversation. And this is where things like convertible notes and have a, kind of and have a debt conversation, which is way way more straightforward right. because it's based on the investment. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So a okay. typical way they work is, you know, hey, we'll put in debt. You're going to work with my money now. You're going to give me an interest rate. It's going to be, you know, a higher kind of rate typically because mm -hmm. it's obviously high risk. Um, and but but don't worry, company. I'm not expecting you to give me all my money back in the form of debt repayment. What I really want is the upside. I really want equity. It's just we have no idea what to price the equity at. Okay. So we'll make this note, this debt, convertible into shares. And we'll all agree that whatever I get for shares, it's going to be at a discount to the you know someone who comes along that does price it. So 
let's say it's a 20% discount because you have to reward me. You've had my money for whatever, six months to grow value, to get you to that, that valuation point for someone to come in and say, this is the greatest idea ever. It's now worth $7 million. And so to acknowledge that my money was part of helping you to get to 7 million bucks, you're going to, you're going to give me a a discount. So you, my note will convert out at, and I'll just make up numbers. It'll convert out at an assumed value of 5 million. Yep. Got it. And so, you know, I get a bit of a bump. I made a little bit of interest, but really what it was is I wanted to get in earlier than yeah, you're kind of, you're vesting your options and you know, and it's kind of, and, and yep. things are in, all of a sudden in the money. Okay. That, that makes a lot of sense. And then, so when you look at a lot of companies that I'm, I'm chatting with or I'm hearing, well, we do pre-seed and seed. So do you often find that like uh, from an investor perspective, those, they get grouped together versus that transition going from a, you know, a seed round to a series A, which feel like now you're getting into a different type of investor. Pre-seed and seed seem to be for me in the conversations or a lot of what I'm seeing around town is they, they tend to play together or am I oversimplifying? Mm-hmm. No, I, I, you know, I think they do. Um, you know, in the before times, pre-COVID for sure. And, you know, arguably even kind of whatever, 12, 18 months ago, I would have said that, you know, pre-seed and seed were very much kind of the same. Um, today, you know, I think they're getting pretty distinct. Like there's, it's it's common enough that people are going pre-seed, seed, and then, and then okay. you know, series A. Is that, so is that also a sign of the, the ecosystem or the market? Like we've got more players, we've got more companies that are filling up each bucket that now you can have investors that are really specialized and understand not only the kind of companies that come into at that certain level, but the way that investment is structured and managed. Yeah, I would, I would, you know, my personal view is that this is a sign of our ecosystem becoming more mature, getting better, okay. capital starting to flow, companies getting, you know, better educated. Um, you know, there was, you know, it would have been a time when you went, no, I'm totally a seed stage company. Well, you know, not really. And so you ended up with this kind of disconnect between investors and founders because founders thought they were at seven and investors thought they were at two. And so like, how do you kind of bridge that gap? And so there's been a, you know, because the ecosystems each day gets a little bit more mature each day okay. we've got you know, it seems now somebody's raising capital or we're getting exits. You know, it's we're becoming better. We're becoming more sophisticated and capital's flowing. So we're educating founders and we're educating investors. Um, and so the gap between, you know, the bid ask spread, so to speak, mm-hmm. the expectations gap, I think is starting to is starting to collapse in a good way. Well, it makes for it makes for getting from the need to the to the to the to the want to the to solution a lot faster. Like you said, if I'm at seven and you're at two, that's a that's probably a lot of negotiating. If I'm at three and you're at three five, well, we can probably get that aligned here pretty pretty quick. Everybody, yeah, presumably, we can find some ground. So for yourself as an individual who's kind of as you said, kind of got to where you are on your journey, and you start looking out there and going, you know what, I've got some interest in maybe getting involved in starting a seed or pre seed round fund. I guess what are some of the criteria that you looked at to start thinking about kind of birthing this thing? And maybe that's every woman listening is going to cringe that I use that metaphor. So maybe I'll retract that I said that. Um, creating that thing is a lot better to say. Uh, right. what, what are some of the parameters that you started to think about? You know, I know, know it's an early stage. So I'm kind of I'm asking to kind of peer behind yeah. the curtain a little bit here. So what went through your mind when you looked at the ecosystem, looked at your own experience? Said, okay, these are the things I need to consider if this is a road I want to go down and bring people together to create this. Yeah, you know, and I guess my my first point is, and you've already touched on it. Like this is a 
Um, this is a really interesting conversation because it's a journey that I'm on currently of like looking at it and going, well, where's the need? Where is the fit? How can we play? You know, what skills do I bring to it? Um, mm-hmm. You know, how can I make an, a, an influence and a change? And so um, it is an interesting journey that we're on. And, and, you know, it may result in a, you know what, this isn't this isn't the right kind of time, place or whatever for us or or, you know, it might result in. Um, holy, you know, holy goalies, you know, let's, let's light this up and away we go. Right. So, okay. um, you know, when I look at the ecosystem, it's, it's kind of a couple of things. One, you know, one, I mentioned that I've been in the, in the operator chair in the founder chair, um, a number of times, which is meant I've, I've raised a, a number of rounds of capital, um, you know, from everything from friends and families to, to, you know, multiple rounds of institutional capital, including from outside of Canada, in fact, outside of North America. And so, um, there's some scar tissue that came along with that and, and, you know, some things that I've, I've, you know, seen along the way. And what was interesting is in our ag tech business, um, we, we, all of our, um, kind of non friends and family money was raised not only outside of Alberta, but outside of Canada. Um, it, it was like a tale of, of two conversations. Everybody we talked to in, in Alberta told us we were crazy. We had no idea what we were doing, you know, big, big fish swim in this big pond and you guys are going to get smoked. And oh, by the way, it's already a solved problem. And then we went into the big pond and um, including talking to the fish that apparently were going to eat us. And they're like, wow, how has nobody thought of this? Like you guys are, you guys are onto it. Um, You know, go, go, go. And, and off we went. And so there was an element of, to me, you know, we can do better at home. Um, We are, you know, at home, we're repeat entrepreneurs. Um, you know, other guests on some of your shows have talked about, and I, you've heard me talk about it, Tyler, like as a region, Western Canada has positioned itself as a world leader on more than one occasion. And when you're betting on management teams, you don't bet against the the repeat winner, right? If you're betting football, you have a hard time betting against Tom Brady because no matter what, he shows he can win. Well, entrepreneurship's a bit the same way. Alberta was a world leader in agriculture, still are. World leader in, and then we invented ourselves as a world leader in energy, still are. And now we're going to invent ourselves as a world leader in technology. And that story is still being written. So why are we, you know, kind of down on ourselves on that? And I, and I see that evolving. But all of this is to say, like, that's feeding into this journey of, hey, you know what? I, I've, been in, I've been in that operator chair. I'm, you know, there's lots of people who have. There's lots of people who've had bigger wins than I've had. Um, and I look at this ecosystem and it's like, well, but I can help the next one not hit those same roadblocks or at least anticipate those roadblocks that I hit. And, and I can help, you know, some of these homegrown stories, um, make some traction and whether it's, you know, in the ag tech space, you know, I've gone through the process of building go-to-market strategies, you know, across multiple markets, um, same in the FinTech space. And so how can I help, um, you know, you through that process and then, and then ultimately, not only how can I help add value that way, but then also how can I um, give you the capital now that, that to um, really make the wheel go around? I appreciate how much more of it, uh, how much more is encompassed in the help and the support and the guidance and the don't step here because there's a landmine because I've already stepped on it three times and I, I got one leg to show right. for it. I'm kind missing of, the toes. Kind of, yeah, yeah. 100%, got the war wounds. So when it comes to the actual mechanism of, of how a fund works, maybe let's let's just talk about that. Again, I really want this to be the episode where people can listen and go, oh, okay, 
I got a little bit more of a clarity now on maybe either something I thought I knew or just a buzzword that I've used yeah. in a sentence and maybe don't fully appreciate. So, you know, say let's fast forward and it's a month from now. And you say, okay, we're going, you, your group puts together, we're going to go forward. We're going to raise, we'll pick a number. We're going to raise 25 million. And then we're going to put that into play. Well, like, again, even that, what does that mean? And what does that look like when you really get down to the brass tacks of once you've raised these funds, even how you would go about that, but then what happens next and how critical is the timelines and the speed at which that's able to actually hit the ground? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know, my perspective is um, it's a lot of work. Um, it's a lot of work in a short period of time. And so you know, your typical fund, like a venture capital fund, mm-hmm. um, the lifespan on that on that puppy is about ten years plus okay. or minus. Okay. Um, which means in that ten year time span, you have to collect all your money from people, and we can talk about kind of how collection works. You know, it's, uh, in a minute, but you got to collect it all. In your example, 25 million bucks. And then and then you got to get it all spent because you need to get the money out into these companies. And then you know, the situation we're talking about is that kind of seed stage fund or pre-seed fund. Mm-hmm. This is pretty early in that company's lifespan. So you need to get the money out, invested and working fast enough that those companies can grow and, and do great things and raise more capital and 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 list on the TSX or be bought by Facebook or whatever it is they're trying to do, mm-hmm. own the world, um, and 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 you know have that all happen that creates an exit event so you can get your money back plus your return out of that company before the ten years is up, and that sounds like a long time when you say it like okay all I got to do is get the money back within the next ten years. Well, ten years isn't that long um, when you think about it. And, you know, when you're doing a fund like this, depending on the size of the fund influences typically how many companies you're going to invest in, which means how many of these kittens that you need to chase and um, and also the amount that you're investing. And so kind of how that looks. And so the reason I raise that is let's just say you're going to invest in 20 or 25 companies. Well, now you've got let's call it 25 companies in order to spend 25 million bucks. You got to get that done as fast as possible. You don't want to pick bad ones because you got to return for your for your um, uh, investors. You got to diligence all these companies, find twenty five that you really like, help nurture them along, and then get all twenty five of them, or at least a big chunk of them, to some form of exit event so that you can get your money back. Hmm. Some of those might not are not going to make it statistically, like that's just the way it is. Um, some are going to turn into the next Google, and you know, that takes time. How many, just curious, so you a, you in your experience, how, how many, what, who's at, how many at the top of the funnel to get 25? To get 25 good ones, how many do you actually have to speak with? Like, because there's only, there's only so many hours in the day. And I think the 25 sounds great, but it's like 25 closed deals meets how many leads? <laughs> yeah, so it all, you know, depends on a whole bunch of factors. Of course, but yes, like, of course. This, this statistical, you know, formula is you, you, you look at roughly 100 for every one bet that you place. So to place 25 bets, you're going you're gonna to have 2,500 looks. Um, and, you know, and looks can be different things, right? Like of a course. slide deck comes in and there's 15 spelling mistakes and they don't even have an idea on it. So you know, that one's probably a pretty easy, a pretty easy one. But, but some of them you're going to dig right in on because you're really going to like it and for whatever reason you can't get it to a deal. And so that takes effort. 2,500. Let's, let's say it took us, because we got to get this money. We, we, okay, let's, let's say that the clock starts the day we've raised the funds. And we'll go back to collecting in a yeah. second. 
But we've got how long do we really want that money fully kind of in play? Two years? Roughly. Roughly. Yeah, roughly. It's a different, like there's kind of. You know, I'm, you know I'm armchairing my calculator's structures. out. I'm doing some quick armchair math here as we're talking. Yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> but like there's some different kind of models because like, for example, some funds will say, well, you know what? 50% of our capital. So using our proverbial 25. So in this case, you know, 12 and a half million bucks is going to be first checks in. So that'll be the first time we invest in that particular company. And 50% of our capital is going to be follow-on, meaning we will continue to fund companies within our portfolio. And so you can either mm. have 12 and a half million that you have to get out the door. Got it. Or other ones are like, no, this is entirely like one and done because we're not building a fund. We're building a firm, which means we're going to have another fund that we're also running and it will invest back into where you where you, where you see fund, fund one, fund two, fund three, fund four, fund five, right. fund six. So and so then you start having the serial funds. Yeah. And so okay, okay. you can see you got a lot of irons all of a sudden moving around because you got two or three funds at the same time. You're all trying to deploy capital, um, you know, taking a look at all these and, and you got a, you got a lot of, a lot of, you know, kittens you're trying to herd. Well, the math is easy. It's two years. It's 2,500 to get 25. It's 25 a week, pretty much. Like, that's a lot of volume. Right. Does our ecosystem in Alberta... Be? How hard can... What starts? Hey, you know what? Start now. <laughs> Start now while you're young and you still think it's a good idea. <laughs> um, no, I just yeah. really appreciate blowing it out, uh, breaking it down in a way that blowing it apart, I should say, and be able to look at it because do we have enough deal flow in Alberta right now? Because like, like, you got to have a balanced side. We've got to have the money, but we also have to have the crazy entrepreneurs with the napkins that have now become PowerPoints running around. And I don't know, what are we at? 3,600 startups in Alberta. I, 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 if I look back at my notes, someone yeah. recently dropped some numbers to me on how many we've actually got in Alberta and kind of what's happening there. Oh yeah, 2,300 technology companies in Alberta. 1,200 of them are in the pre-seed pre round. I had some, I was like, I know I have this note here close by. But you divide that math, that's not enough to make this work if there's a couple people running a seed fund. <laughs> that's right. Well, and, and- If we talk about Western Canada, you know, sorry, and I kind of just sandwiched into Alberta yeah. on that one. Mm. Oh, for sure. But like, you can extrapolate it out, right? Like yep. Saskatchewan will have some proportional number based on, yep. you could say, population. You know, so there's stuff going on there. There's stuff happening in Manitoba. There's stuff happening in- British Columbia. And so you, you got like pieces going on. But we're also not the only game in town. Um, of course. Presumably, right? Like there's other funds that are happening, which is, you know, my bias is like, this is awesome. Um, the more that we can have happening, the better. They, like a lot of industries would look at, say, um, they'd say to, to me, well, hey, Wilson, you're talking about maybe doing a, a seed stage fund. Isn't that competitive with, you know, so-and-so who's doing a seed stage fund? Mm -hmm. I look at it the opposite. It's like, no, nah, this is this is amazingly synergistic because, um, you know, if James Lockery in Thin Air, just to pick a name, yep. is doing this, well, James brings a beautiful, you know, perspective, experience that's totally different than mine to the equation, and and for whatever reason, like, it might be a great fit with a team. Well, that might be a great opportunity for for me to say, hey, you know what, James is going to add a lot of value to that team. Well, instead, and that team needs $3 million. So, yeah. you know, I'll come in for 500 of that. And because James has a close relationship, he's in for, call it a million, million and a half. Well, now James gets the, you know, win, so to speak. The company gets, gets more capital, which kind of, we all de-risk each other, so to speak. So it becomes very synergistic very quickly. 
A lot of the people um, I've talked about in this in this space also talk to me about how collaborative it is. You found the deal. It's a great yeah. deal. You're the lead investor. Who's coming alongside? Who's kind of yeah. de-risked it and forged the path? And like, well, geez, Wilson, if you're in or if James is in or if Brian from Antiquity's in or some of the guys from Red Thread yeah. are in, like, that's what I was impressed to hear about, which does feel like a superpower at that level where you get into series yeah. a series b it's i heard it's you know i've heard it's a lot more competitive no 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 this is a, this yeah. this this deals at a different stage we want the whole thing we don't want to collaborate we want to be in first you know that kind of a thing yeah. but in this in this level it sounds like there's a lot more collaboration which is sounds fantastic for the businesses and great for the investors because like you said you're now balancing out your portfolio and you're and you're, and you're also potentially increasing your opportunities simultaneously well, I think it's also a function of, of our ecosystem, right? Like back to where we are, we have created ourselves as a world leader twice already, and we're going to do it a third time. Well, guess what? You don't, you don't do that by when someone comes in and tells you a crazy idea, you go, you're an idiot. You need to leave now and give up on your idea. Like that's not how you build world-class ecosystems. You go, wow. As, inspi- is as inspiring as that sounded, Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, yeah, exactly. maybe cringe right. just hearing it. I'm like, oh, ouch. Oh, yeah. ouch. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know what you do is you're like, Wow. That is super cool. I have no idea what you just talked about because but I know somebody. You know, who I'm might. a farmer from Saskatchewan, and you told me about how you're gonna reinvent the color blue out of something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and so, you know what? But what you should do is you should go talk to, you know, so and so. You should go talk to Brian over at Antiquity. Yeah. Because you know this is right up his wheelhouse, or or you know whatever, and and that becomes. Uh, to me, that becomes our superpower here is we can now take that number of 3,600 kind of startup companies in, in the province and we need to turn that into about, you know, 25,000. Yeah. And and we're getting there. 3,600 is a long ways from where we were. That is absolutely we should celebrate. Yeah, I should. I mean, now, that, throwing that number out without like, and a year ago it was this and two years ago with that makes it a little less yeah. impactful for sure. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so okay, I, re- I really appreciate that, and I can. And I, I, well, I love the idea of that collaboration and that teamwork, and I'm hearing that from everybody. So starting to believe that it might be true. Uh, when yeah. it comes to the, if you hear something enough times, you're either getting really well fooled, or it just might be true. Uh, collecting we're the all money from the same song sheet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, we can keep going. We can play metaphor bingo for sure. I, I love it. Um, collecting the money. Where, who's who's coming in on this in Alberta? This is family offices. It's high net worth. Is it a combination? Is that also opening up where you're seeing more people willing and able to get involved in that space to put that to put that money forward to build out that? Again, we just picked twenty five million as a number. You know, I think, and perhaps I'm biased uh, or looking for the answer that I want, but you know, <laughs> I think that it's an ecosystem that's becoming you know more interested, more engaged in um, in the conversation. They're looking to allocate capital, or at least they're they're considering allocating capital to it. I don't think that was the case, even you know, even in the before times, the pre-COVID. Yeah, yeah. Um, it feels you know, like the last two years, it's like, changed significantly. Yeah, yeah, it does. Totally. I mean, it's like, you know, it's, it's a funny kind of conversation, right? Hey, I want to drill a well, a hole deep into the earth because I think there's something down there that if I shake it and bang it hard enough, some goo is going to come out and away we go. <laughs> like that seems like a high risk endeavor to me. Yeah. Um, but, but, but we're familiar with it. That's the difference. <laughs> we all kind of understand that risk. The ecosystem does. And, and oh, by the way, that one well, it's going to cost me now. It's going to cost me like seven million bucks to, to poke that hole. Um, you know, there was a long time in the history of Alberta. That story, new problem raising capital. Away yeah. you went. Whereas, hey, I'm going to, you know, 
I'm going to automate warehouses um, the same way that ants build colonies. And, you know, it's going to do all this cool stuff with robotics. And it's like, mm, seems like voodoo. Well, you know, and here's Atabotics, like they're yeah. doing their thing. And so to, to me, though, like I think the, my view is, is that that's evolving in that there's more momentum in the ecosystem. This is a real thing that, that people are noticing. And, and, you know, hopefully they're thinking it's going to stick around because I think it's going to. And, and presents a great opportunity. And so we can lean into it. The inverse is all, or I shouldn't say the inverse, but you know, what's also happening at the same time is that capital from elsewhere all around the world needs to find a home. It's, it's, it's also got yeah, right. $25 million or, or $2 billion or whatever that they have to get deployed in two, three, four years. And they're looking for opportunities. And you, know, you look at stories like um, Benevity and Atabotics and, and um, ShareWorks and others, and you know they they went out and that that capital's not coming from you know here in Alberta. Well, I've had a and lot of guests on the show when I asked where the capital came from, and they're like, mm, all of our investors are somewhere else. And you know that, yeah. you, know, you know, then you get into the conversation of like, oh, does that mean we lose some of our valuable companies to those other ecosystems where I know they have a tendency to want to pull everybody in close? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know that's one way of looking at it for sure. Um, you know, I heard uh, I don't know it's a rumor, but I heard like Shopify's IPO right. Massive Canadian tech win, you know, da 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 da, and a big reason why they were listing on, you know, in in the U.S. was, well, it had all been U.S. investors for a long time, you know, because they were the ones that were writing those checks, and it's a sign of the maturity in the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. However, Shopify, Benevity, Atabotics, like we can keep listing off the names. Each of those brings another win back to Canada, and each of those becomes a reason to build it at home and inspire, you know, somebody who's beavering away in a library over at Mount Royal or Bow Valley College or wherever going, hey, I got a crazy idea. You know, let's maybe try and put it together. And each of those shows, you know, big deep pockets from Silicon Valley or Europe or, or New York. You know, there's real things here that you want to put money into yeah. and, and come on in. And so that's good because that creates jobs here, right? We're going to hire a whole bunch of people here. And people talk about labor shortages, and I've got my view on that. But I actually think it's good for our ecosystem because it'll bring people in. We're going to train them. We're going to teach them. People are looking at doing it. You know, the other day I was over at the uh, at one. I'm not going to name the bank so I don't get in trouble. I was at one of the large chartered banks, and I had tremendous service from one of the tellers. And no way did they get done what I was trying to get done. But they were really good about telling me no. And and <laughs> by the time it was done, I had their phone number and email. And sending it over to one of the companies I work with, I'm like, hire this guy right now for a customer success role that you're trying to fill. Hmm. Well, that's good for the ecosystem. It might not be good for a big Schedule One bank, but it's good for tech. No, fair, fair and, enough. I, I, I love those. I love those are kind of Calgary stories, though. When you hear stuff like that, of like when things are starting to hum and things are starting to happen, and you hear little stories like, oh, so and so is here, and boom, they got this cool opportunity, and and there's there's an energy that's creeping back in here that seems like we don't want to look right at it, but it's kind of hard to avoid when. You know, I hey, I'll ask you this question: Do we feel the price of oil will distract us from this journey that we're on to have this tech? Like you said, we've done it in energy, we've done it, we did it in ag, and then we did it in energy. And now we're doing it in tech. Is this price of oil going to be an accelerant for that, or is it going to be a distraction, short term, long term? This is a pure crystal ball question, obviously. My answer on this one has changed, right? If you'd asked me four years ago, I'd have told you the worst thing that could happen to Alberta is a is a big run in oil and gas. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, muscle memory kicks in, yeah. we revert back to what we know, 
and and all the kind of attention, the momentum that tech was getting, kind of the wind gets pulled out of its sails. But that was, you know, four years ago and we had more tough times yeah. and kind of more cycles on on tech and, and other things, right? And and to be clear, like when I say tech, I don't just mean software. A lot of people think tech equals software. There's a lot of tech that isn't necessarily software, um, you know, as well. And so there's lots of kind of different ways to look at it. And, you know, so so now when we see this this run at oil, when you talk to the folks in the patch, I hear consistently, no, no, this time is different. And I get it, right? It's like the bumper sticker, you know, dear Lord, give me one more boom. I promise I won't waste it. <laughs> We've um, all seen it, yeah. But, <laughs> you know, a picture but like, of a private jet with an X over it. <laughs> yeah, 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 right, exactly. Yeah, there's where I'm drawing the line. Um, and so- <laughs> Gotta draw it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, and so I, I hope that's right. I hope it is different. Um, you know, the, the world is different today, for sure. Like, look at Europe. Uh, different today than it was, you know, five years ago, four years ago. Um, and so, you know, I, I hope that's true. I, I, you know, but there's also a lot more momentum in tech. Like, even if everyone gets excited and, and oil continues to boom for the next decade again, um, that would be good for Alberta. And I hope that is also, my, my goal is that's also now good for tech. Because, hey, I'm doing well in the oil patch. I'm going to invest in the next generation of stuff. And those oil companies, oil and gas companies, are investing in tech, you know, knock on wood. And so, like, I think this isn't an either or. It's an all of the above, you know, foot on the gas. I, I, I tend to agree with you, again, for what uh, for my crystal ball is worth, but I was having a recent conversation with an upcoming guest who runs a large, uh, is involved with a very large kind of Series A, Series B fund here in Alberta, mm-hmm. and I asked her the question, and I won't, I'll, I'll, I'll wait because I'm going to ask it to her on air and I won't spoil it, but she basically said yeah. there's a lot of money that's been sitting in the oil and gas sector that's been kind of waiting for this to come. So a lot, she goes, there will be some exits where people will take some money off the table and she goes, they will put it into other places. So she goes, I actually think this is the best thing that could have happened because of the fact that it's going to free up some money that people have been sitting for the last 10 years, 11 years going, okay, when it comes back, we'll, you know, but we're going to write it out. But now that it's here, there's going to be some money freed up that will stay in energy, but energy transition, technology, like you said, tech just doesn't mean a piece of software or what we think about is inside, it's in the files or in the computer. No, it's like right. there's some real technology innovation happening in our province, especially you get into the alternative energy space or transitional energy. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. I like that narrative, but I think we lasted long enough that the muscle memory is a bit different. And, you know, I have only been here since 2000. I kind of wrote a one, the blip in 08, 09, didn't feel like even much of a, like I know the world suffered hard, but yeah. Alberta really was barely skipped a stone across the water when that happened. Yeah. And we were back. But from 2012, 2013 till now, it's been a real, it's been a real, it's been a real thing. And I'm glad it lasted as long as it did, as much as I say that with a lot of empathy for people that were negatively impacted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because like a couple of things to me come to mind. You know, one is, well, when I, when I resigned as a, as a partner of a national law firm, um, you know, at the whatever pinnacle of your career or whatever, everyone had a different version. People looked at me like I was crazy. Like, what are you doing? Are you going to go start tech companies? I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, you know, this kind of law thing was cool, but I'm you know, kind of done with that. Show, and, show me an entrepreneur ever that somebody didn't, didn't ask if they were crazy. Usually their mom and dad are the first crew to go, oh my God, what has he done? <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, well, yeah, are you okay? Yeah. Um, you gonna need is, this, is this a cry for and help? So, yeah, yeah exactly. Is this a cry for exactly. So like, but at that time, you know, I left and it was like, oh, you're going to go do what? Like, oof crazy and then off they went 
Well, a lot of, I shouldn't say a lot of, but like a lot of those same people, you know, in conversations, they come back now and they're like, tell me more about what's going on. Hmm, You know, I want to, how can I get in on this? How, how can I get some exposure on this? Right? Like, again, it is because the sector is becoming more real. There's more legs under it. Like it's more sustainable. We've seen a few wins. And so it's starting to go like, oh, okay. Like this isn't some weird flash in the pan thing. It's even like crypto, right? Like. Five years yeah. ago, it was like, nah, that's just stuff for drug dealers. Like, that's how you buy drugs and whatever. Um, and now it's like, uh, oh, no, that's a real thing. Um, you know, I heard somewhere, I don't know if it's fake news or not, but like that Ukraine has the largest sovereign holding of Bitcoin, like in their treasury out of any of the other governments, which is very kind of interesting. Like they were, they rely on it as instead of, you know, gold and other investment, like it's Bitcoin. They've got a, a large portion of it. Again, who knows? It might not even. Be I true, know, and I, I'm so tempted with some of those headlines these days. You want to believe, but you're like, oh, I'm skeptical to repeat yeah. it. But uh, say, say everything I, with an asterisk of like, could be fake news. But here's right. what I heard. <laughs> but here's the thing: yeah. even if it's fake news, it is yeah. not so outrageous that we're like, oh, obviously fake news. No, it's a very, right? like, it's a very good point. Where were we? You know, three, four years ago. Yeah, I know. Like that is completely absurd. <laughs> No, it's amazing. The cycles and the speed at which things change from like, oh, that's ridiculous to, oh, wait a second, like maybe we should learn, you know, and there's the, the speed and the pace of change. It's so, it's so interesting, all the things that are, that, are, yeah. that are along that journey. And as we adapt and pivot so much faster, because we have, we have no choice in the last t- two years, again, with what you're seeing in the ecosystem in, in Alberta with, with more, more tech entrepreneurs, more technology-based entrepreneurs, just more entrepreneurs, let's just call them entrepreneurs let's, or, or startups. Yep. Forget about the moniker of tech or not tech because you're right, that can be defined a bunch of different ways. As well as investment money freeing up, it feels like the last two years has just been an accelerant to a journey we were already on. Again, I choose to look at the pre and before times as much positive filter as I can. It definitely feels like this conversation, I know certainly the guests I've had on the show, there's just a level of sophistication and there's more people willing, able to get into this conversation than there was 24 months ago. And that wasn't really that long ago, even though it feels like an eternity if you, for those locked in their home. <laughs> What's the saying, right? The days take forever and the years fly by. Like there's an element of that. Like it, it's somehow... It's like, wait, how long has this been? Like, even this conversation about my journey of are we going to do a fund or not? Like, it feels like I've been talking about it forever. And then I look back at it. I'm like, well, the whole thing got started in a conversation with a good friend of mine in Saskatchewan in like November. Where he's like, hey, what, why don't you do this? And I'm like, yeah, what? Uh, what? what? <laughs> you know, it seems like a year ago. Oh, the speed at which, at which things move. So my, one of my questions I love to ask on the show is, the ma- you, Wilson, here's the magic wand. <laughs> If you could, if you could wave your magic wand um, and change something in Alberta, good, bad, or indifferent, knock something out of the way, put something in place, move us forward. And we'll talk about Western Canada. I don't, this conversation is far not from limited to be a Calgary or Alberta. What, 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 what would what would transcribe when you waved your magic wand? <laughs> I gave I you a lot of power. It's a lot of power, right. Wilson. Use it wisely, my friend. <laughs> So this shows my my scholastic endeavors. I've heard you ask this question on like all your shows all the time when I listen. And I'm like, ooh, if I'm on a show, I'm going to have to think about this so I don't get <laughs> caught off guard before I go in. And here I am without my homework done. Um, I did send you a pre... I, I, I didn't spring this one on him, everybody, just to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. And I'm, I'm using words to buy time. Uh, you know, I think that... Um, the, you know, the magic wand that I would do is is, you know, frankly, just more... Um, like just more and, and it sounds like a big cop out, but that is, 
that is, I think, the stage that we're at and that we need in that we just need more. And we need we need more capital supporting more entrepreneurs. We need more entrepreneurs with more crazy ideas. Um, we need more um, you know, growth and we need more failures. And that sounds funny, but you learn a lot from a failure. And if you've got a crazy idea and that doesn't work, well, what we also need is more of you to come back and try it again. And, and, and we need the people that have been there and done it, including if it was in the oil patch. Like there are some people that had some crazy ideas. Like you're telling me that somebody drove around in a truck north of Fort McMurray and said, I think if we spin this sand fast enough, oil comes out of it. And you're telling me that somebody didn't go, mm, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> and they probably failed a bunch. But, you know, we've also spent a bunch of dollars, billions, I think it's measured in. Yeah. And we're showing that you can spin sand fast enough that it turns it into oil. And so, um, you know, this is to me, we just need more. And and that's where, you know, that's how these other big ecosystems were built. It's right. just more revolutions on the flywheel. And appreciating that we're not early to innovation or early to to developing. We're just early in this section of it. But you're right. If you look at the history right. and, you know, you're, you're the first one who said to me, like, well, Tyler, who's been more innovative than farmers? <laughs> They've had to innovate since the beginning. And you look at that and how that's translated into our energy sector. And, and I did have an oil and gas uh, you know, senior executive once. He goes, hey, if I see a resume from Saskatchewan, if you grew up on a farm, I just hire you because I know you know how to figure stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> As the two, as the two farmers on the call can 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 shrug and go, oh well, geez, yeah. golly gee, but yeah, sure, I can fix that. I grew up on a farm, you know. But that level of innovation and that level of resourcefulness and something that is the backbone of our province. Now we're applying it into this tech sector, and I like what you said, and I, I tend to choose to agree with it. Uh, as our energy sector ramps up again, and we've got some free cash flow, like free cash flow in our province, and these other exciting opportunities that aren't maybe they're harebrained schemes, but they've been they've getting some traction. Like our tech sector has been evolving. That's interesting to see some of that free cash flow spin off into that sector with things like what you're talking about as how much can we raise the boats together than a, than a couple of funds trying to do it all, which isn't realistic as well. Yes. There was a time abundance when, versus scarcity, right? Yeah. And there was a time when Clay Riddell and Ron Southern and, and, you know, keep kind of naming off names, you know, champions in the oil patch were crazy dreamers. <laughs> um, but, you know, they kept being crazy dreamers. And so let's let's keep pushing at it. Um, you know, the crazy dreamers can, you know, that are a little bit older now can support the new generation of crazy dreamers yeah. <laughs> and, and just keep pushing. And that's what we do well. We're a tremendously innovative people, Canadians as a whole, certainly Western Canadians. And the other thing, you know, back on the more, we need more, you know, I joke, um, you know, we're so Canadian, right? Like <laughs> we don't stand up and tell our, tell our story. It's, you know, you talk about the oil exec who sees Saskatchewan farmer on a resume and they're like, boom, hired. And what's the Saskatchewan farmer do? They're like, oh, you know, me? Yeah. Like that was cool. Yeah. I, you know, it was just a thing. Well, what do you mean? It was a thing that you built an airplane out of duct tape and three shoelaces and then somehow that harvested wheat. Um, like that's not just a thing, you know, it's more than that. Well, we need to stand up and tell our story. We need more, more of it all. Well, I'm doing my best to have people like you on the show, my friends, so we can tell the story and get it out there and pump, and pump our tires in, 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 a Cana in the Canadian way that, that we do. But Wilson, thanks for taking yeah. the time. Obviously, keep us up to date on what you're doing. I know you're in early stages, so I appreciate you not being overly committed to the journey that you're on. But thank you for letting us peer behind the curtain a little bit and give us a, a, a bit of an understanding of kind of your, you know, un, uh, your, some of the scar tissue and things you've learned along the way. Um, 
people are curious. They're dying to talk to you. What's the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, LinkedIn, I'm, I'm all over there. You can always find me on there. Um, you know, my, you can also email me at wilson.acton at alco72, alco72.com. Awesome. Um, you know, happy to be connected to folks, happy to, you know, lend my scar tissue however I can. Um, and yeah, you know, I'm happy to share my story and I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing whatever that next chapter is. We're still writing it. Fantastic. Well, I look forward to, uh, I look forward to, uh, well, I, I'm sure we will have, I'm sure we'll continue this conversation, dot, 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 to be continued. Yeah. Thanks, Wilson. Thanks That's for taking the time today, my friend. I always enjoy our conversations. Thanks for having me.